obviously racism is not funny blackface is not funny but whenever somebody does blackface i just laugh because it's like you really thought you ate that (laughs) (laughs) you really think you did a really good job and you can see them like in the mirror like yo yeah like yeah i did that (laughs) it's like i love it (laughs) and it's like who I just I just feel ashamed for them. I'm like, how do you think that's gonna work? No, I wish I had that boldness of just not giving a fuck. I'm saying, <laughs> but that's that audacity and that privilege and that like, you know, not being able to kind of see things from different angles. I feel like they're like, yo, everybody's gonna think this is so freaking funny. Who is everybody? Because <laughs> to them, everybody is everybody. It ain't us. And I know, I know dark humor, right? Because a lot of like, you know her. <laughs> I know her well. Welcome to Speaking of Hues. Part of our episode is to kind of shed light on some things that may have, you know, worthy of like further conversation around diversity, equity, inclusion issues, and like where do we draw the line at certain things, you know, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. Not that we're the gatekeepers or we're the we're policing folks or anything like that, but it's just something to think about. I am. Uh, <laughs> something to think <laughs> about, like with Halloween coming up, how are we approaching it? How are we trying to make sure that we are not offensive when we see that what are we going to do what are we going to say how does that work what goes on in the mind of a person who thinks that something like inappropriate or racist is acceptable and where does this fall in line with the conversation around cultural appropriation you know that's oftentimes where we see people who are not minoritized folks taking on a character that is problematic because they are embodying that character so these are kinds of conversations that we expect to you know kind of have around this time of year because um we're gonna see it it's, it's gonna happen it's gonna be somebody in the news it's gonna be somebody on campus somewhere it's gonna be somebody that does something and hadn't thought it through or maybe they did think it through and don't care right so yeah we just want to kind of shed light on these kinds of things that are timely this time of year i feel like this conversation comes up every year though because it has to and i remember when i was working at my last job I remember seeing the same posters over and over again, like, was it my culture's not a costume? And they would have pictures and stuff like posters of like what you shouldn't or shouldn't wear. And I feel like the goalposts are just like, it's constantly changing because culture is constantly changing. I remember there was a time where people, maybe when I was in college, were dressed up as police officers and then mm-hmm. prisoners, and it would be like a couple's costume or a group costume. And usually the prisoner person would have cornrows and like face tattoos and stuff like that and that was probably like roughly 10 ish years ago most likely people probably won't be as accepting to those types of costumes nowadays for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. so i feel like as culture shifts our ideas about what's appropriate and what's not will also like they also shift yeah like the goalpost is constantly like moving i can see that I have a uh, interesting fascination with like stories of the dead. So trying to piece together their lives after death through graveyards. And so if I could do it all over again, I would go back and be some kind of historian or whatever 
field looks at graveyards and like matches stories and tries to piece together people's lives based on like what they find in a graveyard mm-hmm. I would do that because when we were growing up my mom was one of the people that actually organized the community cleanups for the cemeteries so we would go out there like once a year and people would bring their lawnmowers and weed ears and they would clean up and all this other stuff and what I would do my little weird self is I would literally like go and pop around to the different tombstones and read them and just try to see like who's adjacent to them mm-hmm. who was related who was married one thing that always fascinates me when I see like a young woman depending on when she died you can see that she died the same day as this little tidy grave next to her oh died right yeah so I'm like oh so she died during childbirth with this child and then sometimes you'll see very interestingly you'll see a child who died like say the child was like three months old or whatever right but then you'll see like a mother who died like a month later or Mm -hmm. two months later or a year later right I'm like did she die of heartbreak like was it complications during you know like was it preeclampsia that just never got diagnosed because you're talking like really old graves and so you can see I have seen graveyards where I know sisters have died on the same day oh I actually knew those that group of folks they all drowned and then looking to see how graves are set up when it's like a person that got remarried. Right? Oh, <laughs> so. that is always my like question yeah. in life. I don't know what happens in the afterlife when all three of y'all are there. Mm-hmm. If you end up at the same place, mm-hmm. you'd be like, "Oh, this was my main thing." Yeah. Like you know, like sorry, you was just the place word, or oh, I like you better than that. like. Mess. Yes, mess. Yes. I've seen situations where you have a grave and you say the, the wife died first. Mm-hmm. But back well, where I'm from, you know, people buy grave plots early. And mm-hmm. so you can see what they already bought a plot for the husbands. But the husband is dead. So the wife is here in her grave. There's a plot there for the husband because he has this big tombstone and has, you know, her stuff. And then you can see when he dies, he's supposed to go here. But that dude's already married somebody else. Oh. So it's like, is he going to go in this paid for slot? Yeah. Who's going to be buried next to her? Oh. You know? <laughs> that's I love mess. I love and afterlife mess. are messy. They yeah. are messy. You would love it. If you have the time to kind of sit there and piece these pieces, you know, put the puzzle pieces together. Like, I love that stuff. I wow. love it. Yeah. That's so, pretty fascinating. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. I do. I love graveyards. And, well, I, I love them and I'm also kind of scared of them. Like, I wouldn't do anything like crazy at night and... Car wheels and junk mm-hmm. over people's graves. No, yeah. it has to be broad daylight, middle of the day, noon yeah. preferably. That's so funny. With other people around. Yeah, death is very mysterious. And the fact that we have a whole day, and I still think of Halloween about death. I don't think of it as something funny and comical or not gen- like, you know, I know kids dress up as all kinds of stuff and that's cute and funny. But like when I think about what it is, mm-hmm. it's. I think it kind of just surrounds like this other afterlife or this part of us, our our life that we don't, the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. So scary. Apparently Halloween dates back to the Celtic. Or Celtic. Is that how you say it? Depends on where you're from. I'm Irish. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. According to 23andMe, I got it's flowing through my blood. Me blood. (laughs) So it depends. I think in American, it's, like in English, American English, like it's like, Celtics, like yeah, football, it's like with team. an S sound. But I think oh, okay, Celtic it, festival of sewing. Apparently, <laughs> the, the Celts. Real Irish people, please let us know if we're saying I this know, correctly. <laughs> Not this pseudo Irish person in here. <laughs> Me. <laughs> the Celts, who apparently you know live 
thousands of years ago, 2,000 years ago, and what now is referred to as Ireland. They celebrated the new year on November 1st. I was surprised to learn this because I thought that Halloween was related to, like, Day of the Dead celebrations and, like, different parts of the world. But apparently, like, Halloween specifically comes from this Celtic tradition of, like, honoring the dead. So maybe Day of the Dead has this, you're saying it has its own separate origin. I guess so. And, And I guess what... I think, like, everywhere, though, they have, like, these celebrations. Every culture has a celebration of death somehow. And I think it's during the solstices. Winter solstice. Mm -hmm. Summer solstice. Mm -hmm. Like, between them, like, the world of, like, the living and the dead is, like, kind of murky, I think. It's observed. Yeah, the day of dead is observed, like, mainly in Mexico. But it's the same, like, around the same time as well. Mm. But it's spooky how so many cultures have, like, something that's the blurred lines of the alive and the dead and, like, celebration of that. Spooky. I actually went to my friend is a part of this African spiritual community. I think it's like diasporic, this like group in Atlanta. And for Halloween, I went with her to their celebration, which wasn't like Halloween, but it was like honoring ancestors. And there was like drumming and people Mm. like saying like the name of dead loved ones and like honoring them in that way. Most cultures probably have some kind of death celebration of, right. of people, but like specifically mm-hmm. Halloween. Let's like, what's that? Our culture, or like in the U.S. at least, like Halloween became popular during the wave of Irish immigrants in like the early 1900s. So it's still connected to like these Celtic celebrations. Kind of started like in the modern area of Ireland, but then when Christianity spread to those regions, they kind of replaced the holiday or attempted to replace it with All Saints Day, which is another celebration that would be honoring the dead, but like a Christian-ified version of it or like a waspy version and all saints day is also was also called all hollows or all hollow moss which is kind of how we get like all hollows eve which eventually became halloween and then in the colonies it was celebrated outside of new england because of their puritan culture that forbade most things and then halloween parties became popular like in the mid-atlantic and in the south and then eventually there were white house celebrations of halloween so we zoom from the history of Halloween to blackface. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my favorite part of Halloween, personally. <laughs> get to blackface. I think it's funny, though, yeah. when it comes to the history, is Halloween, from what I read, it was like, you know, adults were like dressing up as these ghouls and goblins and monsters and stuff like that. And then it became eventually something that like became a little more childish and children kind of like started, mm-hmm. you know. Because when I think of Halloween as a 28-year-old, I feel like I'm aging out. And it's, like, it's not really for mm-hmm. me, even, like, here at UV, like, trick-or-treating on the lawn. It's, like, it's very curated Yeah, it's becoming more of a kid kind of Like, thing. it has, mm-hmm. I feel like it's always but been, see, like, a kid for thing. me, like I said earlier, I feel like Halloween, in my mind, when I was younger, we did do Halloween, too. But I always felt like it was more about horror. To me, that's, like, more of an adult thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, horror films. Like, my mom wouldn't let us watch horror films when I was, my oh, sister I didn't, loved I didn't them. Want to. I can't me watch neither. them. I can't. No. The sun has to be um, out, curtains have to be open, like, <laughs> yeah. be on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cartoons <laughs> afterwards. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even Courage Cowardly Dog was too much. That show was too much. I always felt like some part of it was, like, more for an adult audience, our consumption. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even though we participated in it, I felt that like we were more, like, on the fringes mm-hmm. of, like, Halloween. Like, with our little costumes and stuff. Did you go trick-or-treating? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, trick-or-treating. But I have a, you know, small neighborhood, small town. It was fairly safe. But, and we did all the things. We had all that pumpkin stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But when did pumpkins become a part of Halloween? How did that happen? Uh, probably just because it's fall. 
You're like, when did pumpkin spice slot taste come a thing? about your Halloween costumes growing up because um, mine were pretty I've never dressed up as anything scary I didn't either well I don't I didn't never liked scary things I Nia knows this I hate candy so like mm-hmm. Halloween was never one of my favorite holidays like my mom liked it so she could send me out to get her candy but I liked it because I'm nosy mm-hmm. like I liked it because I'd be like oh you live like this like we would yeah. <laughs> I never would trick or treat in my neighborhood we would go to the neighboring town and I'd be like damn y'all live like that I'd be looking all up in there like trick or treat <laughs> what's that back there I'm looking through like the threshold and stuff like that <laughs> I remember dressing up but it was cold mm-hmm. so like you really couldn't flex mm-hmm. your costume like, I really wanted to, like, dress up, like, as a princess and have my arms showing. But I had to have long johns underneath my costume. Oh, so, so I looked wild. Over, yes. ca- over your mm-hmm. costume. Yes. Oh, and gosh. it embarrassed me to be like, what are you? I'm like, if my mom let me go out without a jacket, you'd be able to see <laughs> that I am Mulan. <laughs> Sam's white face. <laughs> what was your favorite costume? My favorite costumes didn't start happening until I became an adult and would go to Halloween parties as an adult. But my favorite costume was during the pandemic, me and my... You dressed up like a virus. You have so little faith in me. <laughs> it was one of the options. <laughs> like, if you had to pick from that list, which costume would you pick? That's a good question. <laughs> um, me and my roommate, it was when Cardi B and Megan Stallion's WAP music video oh came my out. God, that was recent. That was 2020. <laughs> and oh, we dressed it? up as Megan. And Cardi. Oh, wow. and I love it that. Slayed. <laughs> yeah. It slayed. Were you Megan? Of course I was Megan. Look oh at me. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor the pony because I'm short. My goodness. Not the um, pony. <laughs> but like I'll, so I'm fun. just so afraid of things. Like I remember in a sorority, there's some horrors in this house. Like horrors. There's some horrors in this house. Oh. Also, didn't Cardi B wear yellow? But she didn't. Yeah, it was nice. Thank you. That was great. Thank you. We killed. That's a cool outfit. But when I was in my sorority, our mascot is called Crossbones. Then we had like big little reveal stuff at Hunt Club in Virginia Beach. It was like a field where they had like haunted hayrides and haunted mazes, mm-hmm. and there would be scary people like running around like ah and mm-hmm. like shit like that. And I hated it. Like mm-hmm. every year they would go, they'd have to like tell people like don't mess with that little one like over there she's like really afraid like don't touch her so i would like sit in between people i'm like a grown woman but i i hate it i hate like don't touch me i'm afraid of accidentally punching somebody like <laughs> that reminds me of the videos where people it records the the candy cameras of folks being scared I, and the person like jumps out of a can or something I, and they get knocked I'm so easily startled that <laughs> easily I startled. hate okay. I hate stuff like that. But yeah. the older that I get, I'm like, oh, like I'm trying to think now what my Halloween costume is going to be this year. Mm. I was going to do Barbie, but like everybody's going to be Barbie yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Oppenheimer, Barbieheimer. So yeah. I got to think about it. Yeah. But anyways, do you do costumes? What do you, what's your favorite one? Ah, doing blackface this year. Yeah, she's like, oh gosh, I'm going to try one of these. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I want to be. I want to do something creative though, because usually I just have this little spider outfit that like I wear, <laughs> and it's like, like real cute. Maybe you wear it. Yeah, <laughs> I've worn it multiple times, probably for the past three years. But it's just like I I like dressing up, but I could get kind of lazy with like the creative mm-hmm. aspect of it. I just like dressing up. So like I also don't like being scared. I hate being startled. I don't like anything related to horror. Even when people have costumes that are like gory or anything, I'm like gross. Like I don't like looking at that. Mm-hmm. 
What about you? What's your favorite costume? Well, one that I remember the most. My sister and I dressed up as Bert and Ernie. (laughs) <laughs> from Sesame Street. Oh, my favorite uh, gay brothers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I was like seven and she was nine. Were you Bert or Ernie? Which one were you? I was the little short one. Ernie? That would be Ernie, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was the little one. Because my sister was taller than me. And you know, back then, the costumes have come a long way. So back then, it was just literally like a plastic face with a little string that goes around your head. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Somebody took a picture of that, and it's, like, burned in my brain. It's the only one I really remember. That's so cute, though. Um, but interestingly enough, like, I get, I've always liked... What do you call the ones where it's, like, a family will do it? Kind of like when people go... As, the like, Jackson they, 5. The Incredibles yeah, or something like that. Like, it's, like, well, you have... see, that's the thing. So, I always like it when it's, like, you know, you, you're mad. You're, like, you did with the WAP thing with the two people. So, Bert and Ernie probably was the beginning of that for me. Because when I had my kids... I would dress them up as like a duo and they both hate it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. The very first time was the Incredibles. So Jack Jack and Violet. Makai was a little thing. He was probably like a year old, maybe small. He was little. And Tobey's five and a half. And she was like, this freaking sucks. Like, Has she ever like, seen The Incredibles? Yes. Oh, she, didn't like it. she didn't want to be paired with her brother. Wow. She did her own thing. You know what? what I'm saying? But I was like, nope, this is too adorable not to do. <laughs> did you dress up too? Um, As a thick not. mom? No, I did You should have. That would have been great. What? Wait, you only have half the cast together? I didn't find it. I didn't have that The girl heard big juicy Pixar butt that yeah. Yeah. she talks about she was like stacked this. right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the beauty standards for women yeah that's crazy yeah I love those that have like a theme or you could kind of you know what I'm saying I like those kind but of we talked about this before about like what kids want versus what their parents want for <laughs> Halloween yeah. like it's like the people who dress their kids up as historical figures like they don't know who that nigga is yeah like, <laughs> like okay you said yeah okay, like let them be Paw Patrol <laughs> <laughs> like they don't want to be they have like a little mustache like what are you doing there was a year that my child wanted to be a, poli- a woman police officer and i was so conflicted for halloween mm-hmm. oh, okay for halloween now because- do you think children should be able to mm-hmm. wear what they want for <laughs> <laughs> halloween <laughs> taylor hey um, i'm like you can be a mall cop no sure <laughs> And I because she wanted to be a woman cop, of course. She had a wig. And I was like, okay, well, that's breaking barriers. You know, that's a sign of her wanting to break through whatever glass ceiling, whatever. It's so funny that it's like woman cop. (laughs) (laughs) Cop woman. (laughs) But then I was like, police officers, you know, like it was during a time because when she was, you know, she's 15. So this was during a time she was younger, a lot younger. They weren't getting so much good press. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're like, I was like, I don't know. Do we maybe read the room, sister? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about this? Like, she's like, I want to be a police officer. And I was like, I don't know. So I let her do it, but my solution to it was that she could only wear it to this one little party. She had three costumes that year. At night, there was this little kids' party in the neighborhood, and she was a police officer, but it was like a smaller group of folks. And I was like, yeah, you can be one for this particular party. You're like, no pictures, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> But I think you're right. I think it just depends on, like, mm-hmm. what's happening yeah. in our world at the time. And right? although, like, police officer costumes aren't necessarily offensive, but in the climate in which yeah. you're talking about, like, right. that... It's the same thing with, like, dressing up as the COVID virus. 
dressing up as a virus is weird. One. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. no offense to people who have done that, mm-hmm. but it's like during a pandemic where millions, like millions of people have died, like that's just not. So here's like, the thing. You know, so let's say that you know, 15 years from now, COVID isn't a thing. Say we've managed to beat it back to the point where it's like a cold or a flu, mm-hmm. and it's not a not as deadly, right? And people die from the flu every year. So 15 years from now, somebody dresses up as a COVID virus. Not that I, it would be funny, but it wouldn't be as horrible. That, but I also don't think it would be, like, relevant. Well, it wouldn't be, what do you mean? I, like, relevant? I love costumes that are, like, timely. Mm-hmm. Like, I think to me, if, like, <clears throat> I saw someone dress up as a COVID virus, like, 10, 15 years from now, I'd be like, okay. But see, it would, it would do less harm then, though. Yeah, it would right? do less harm, but mm-hmm. it would just would be think. whack and you wouldn't win the costume contest. <laughs> I mean, a lot of for yourself <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i think yeah it's exactly that where it's like it's it won't be as sensitive so why is that not apply to blackface because blackface is always fucked up <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not an advocate for it right, right? advocate for saying, what <clears throat> blackface oh i'm just being I devil's advocate i'm like <laughs> okay so why does that not apply to slavery nobody's slaves here in america I mean, this is me being a deficit advocate, right? So nobody's a slave anymore. But we're still feeling the impacts of... Honey, I get it. But I'm saying this might just be the rationale. Like, we're so far removed. We're 400 years removed from slavery. Like, why isn't it not funny now? You know what I mean? Because they're stripping away civil rights in 2023. They sure are doing that. That's happening. (laughs) Because I guess with, like, blackface... It'd be different if they were just, like, dressing up as slaves, which would also, like, which be a problem. Right. You're dressing up as a black person. It's, like, actively marginalized in society. I think there's a way to dress up as, like, a black person, maybe that you admire if you're not a black person, without doing blackface. Like Jean on Bob's Burgers. Do y'all watch that show? Kind of. There was one episode where you dress up as Queen Latifah <laughs> from the UNITY. <laughs> the UNITY and like he had on like this some kind of koofy. Yeah, yeah. And thought that was fine. You know, like, he didn't do blackface. He was just like, I'm Queen Latifah. Yeah. Like and I'm I'm not like some random black person, but that's not yeah. my costume. Yeah. Queen Latifah. Yeah, it's like when people would do like blackface. Like, oh, I'm a Jamaican. I'm like, so you just dressed up as right, like what like, you think a Jamaican looks and sounds like. I think like dressing up as like Bob Marley would be different than dressing up as a Jamaican, even if yeah. it looks the same. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like that's one of those like mm-hmm. complicated kind of mm-hmm. areas, like dressing up as a character versus dressing up like just as a general person from mm-hmm. some group. Like, I think dressing up as like Moana is different from. Dressing up as like an Indian girl chief. I know that she's Simone, but oh, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. like mm-hmm. one of the articles that that were that we researched, that mm-hmm. we researched, but it was about this book. Moody Ramirez was mm-hmm. the co-author of the book, from Blackface to Black Twitter: Reflections on Black Humor, Race, Politics, and Gender. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions that was suggested that you ask is that people need to consider how the costumes that they're trying to showcase or whatever may be perceived by the community whose culture is being represented, of course. And then ask yourself the question, does the culture you're imitating have a history of oppression? Mm-hmm. Are you benefiting from borrowing from the culture? Are you able to remove something when you get tired of it and return to a privileged culture when others can't? So those are kind of those, you know, those pulse questions that you should ask yourself. What, what am I doing here? What's the point? What's the message? What's my positionality? How is that being read when I put on this costume? You know, mm-hmm. so those are kind of pulse questions. And then I asked the other question I have, um, not about like checking to see if it's okay or not, but is it possible for the oppressed the quote-unquote the oppressed to also offend yeah 
Yeah, yeah I think so. Are you saying in the context of like our own culture? N- no. Or do you mean like well, if I decide to dress up as an indigenous person? Well, to that, me, yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, I have the ability to. Well, I was thinking about offend the privileged, like the privileged. Do you know what mm. I mean? So, for example, if I were to go and dress up as a valley girl and do the whole valley girl, you know, <laughs> voice and, you know, put a blonde wig on and act like a dumb blonde and all that, is that, a, is that like, a, is that offensive? I don't think it's offensive. I just don't, don't think it's creative. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not creative, but like, yeah. does it go in the, basically, does it go in the other direction? Or do we have the corner market on being offended about representing um, some oppressed part of our culture? I don't know. I don't... Because, see, the valley girl isn't oppressed. Other right. than, I mean, maybe, like, for her gender, maybe because she's misunderstood. Aww. And they think she's dumb. Aww. You know? Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. 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 What are your thoughts? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... It's the difference between, like, offending someone. So, like, say if I, like, dressed up as, like, this white girl that, or something, and, like, she might be like, that's offensive. Like, but, like, chicks, if you're actively... What? Yes, the movie, the movie White, White Chicks. Yeah, like that might be offensive, but are you? Am I actively contributing to the dehumanization of a group? No. So that's the questioning, right? Ask yourself: Does the culture imitating have a history of oppression? Mm-hmm. And women, yeah. white women, might be able to make that argument. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything nice to say about this <laughs> at all. I'm, try, I'm trying to peel in a couple of layers here, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Just think that, I think yeah. that the problem with the Halloween costumes isn't that, like, they're just offensive. It's that, like, they're reductive of cultures and, like, groups of people. So, like, I don't think that it... So, like, sure, it's, like, offensive. Like, jokes are offensive. And, like, like that's why we laugh at like, them. Like, I think stereotypes so is stereotypes one thing. stereotypes are different than, like, oppression. Yeah, then, like... Yeah, they contribute to oppression, but I also think I, a black Irish woman... Uh, <laughs> also uh, true! A black, yeah. and, like, my culture's not a costume, first of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a You're black a Irish person. <laughs> but it's, like... Sometimes when we have conversations, like, oh, is that offensive to, like, women? We often get left out. Black women get left out of the conversation of being women. Like, we also have, I don't have to explain intersectionality to people, but it's like, no, it's we, could also, we could also be valley girls, right? Not saying that that's what I'm going for, or that's... <laughs> yeah, like Stacey Dash. Yes. Right? Is yeah, that mean her name? girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is not... Wait. Mean girls? Wait, what's the station girl? I mean, what's the station? No, she was in Clueless. Mm. Clueless, that's right. Now, Mean Clueless. Girls, that is white excellence. <laughs> I do like that. That is white excellence. <laughs> no, I mean, Stacey Dash. Yeah. There's some black um, people I do not want community with, and she is one of them. Mm. Yeah, Stacey Dash is, a, is problematic. Yeah. But I think that's um, a good question, though. It's like, I'm not the gatekeeper of what is and isn't offensive to people, mm-hmm. but there's levels to this. It's like the harm that's being done is more or less severe mm-hmm. and intention versus like impact yes. right thank you for listening to speaking in cues if you have any questions or if you have any topics that you'd like to hear taylor and i discuss on the show please email us at speaking in cues at virginia.edu we'd love to hear from our audience members please follow us on x formerly known as twitter <laughs> <laughs> at cues podcast stay tuned for our next episode coming out in november I'm Geronda Miller-Bryant, one of your hosts this season, and... I am Taylor Nichols, and this has been an episode of Speaking in Hughes.